folk think you're gonna save the day You've gone out of your damn mind, kids Nobody cares about what you say So you scream, oh please look at me Living through an iPhone, TikTok dream Rate me, date me, great me, pay me Begging for attention, boo-hoo You've gone out of your damn mind, kid Nobody cares about what you do Everybody else when you don't even know yourself All your selfies ain't no revolution They're slowing down our evolution I suppose I need to apologize And if I don't, you hope and wish I'd die Oh, cool, another rule Made up by a teenage rebel Who loves big tech, big farm, big gut, big laws Gonna talk about it on their new blog You've gone out of your damn mind, kid Nobody cares about what you want Check you, getting your opinion approved by some desperate, faceless, nameless, brainless intern writer for the fake news. Hey, you're out of your damn mind. Nobody cares about what they with a pastor friend of mine, but you know, uh, you know, you know, why, why not, right? We'll, we'll remove that and bring in Pastor Todd Cotinato <laughs> here. Of course, he is also, uh, you know, he is the he is the president of a very great organization, the uh, the Religious Liberty Coalition, and uh, you know, which is something that we really need right now in America, which we need to be fighting for. And then, of course, he's got Todd Coconato Ministries as well. And so, one we 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 talk a lot. Todd and I are friends. We talk a lot. But we, we need to do more programs together. Yeah. Uh, you see me on with Pastor Gibson Locke and others, and Todd is right there with those guys. He's got the same spirit, the same fight. God's put that in him, and so. I felt like it was probably time to just, you know, bring you in and just kind of discuss some of the insanity that's happening. Um, it, it's funny because it seems like every time you and I are on the phone or texting, we're just basically shaking our heads, honestly, yeah. because it, it just gets worse, right? It, it appears to be that way, man. I hate to say it, but, you know, it's like I was talking to you in the green room. I mean, it's like, which which battle do we fight today? There's so many different things, but I think at the end of the day, it's a spiritual battle and, you know, this is why we got to, there, there's an answer to this. His name is Jesus. There's, there's a solution in the word of God, but we got to get, we got a long way to get back there, you know? Absolutely. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's the kicker, you know, is putting, I think putting more people in prayer and less people, uh, you know, in, in anger, we're seeing a lot of uh, anger and, and on, you know, the angry thing hasn't worked. I mean, we've, you know, we've seen the, you know, I've been on those stages, you know, uh, yep. you know, preaching the constitution as well as the gospel and everything else, you know? And so, Basically, it's not resonating with people. And you and I have talked about this. Uh, you know, uh, Todd and I are, you know, we're literally, we're, we're putting some groups together. Pastor Gibson will obviously be involved, Pastor Locke and Burns and others that he and I know and some other influencers. But we know we're going to all have to be out on the road not very soon. I think it's weeks, hope, hopefully months, but I think it's weeks because they are going to try to start, in my opinion, they're going to start forcing certain yep. things. I won't say the V word because that tends to get you banned on all these platforms. Yep. But I think you're going to start forcing that. You're seeing what's happening in Australia. You know, uh, Pastor, you're seeing that. Yep. We also see what's happening with school boards. Then we saw the horrific ruling from the Texas Supreme Court uh, late last night to where they have basically stopped Governor Greg Abbott from right. uh, being able to block the masks. And, and now schools can mask their kids. What's your obviously, you know, prayer is the answer right now. But what's your I also, I also think sitting on our hands and being complacent isn't. I'm going to let you talk. Yep. And 
Give me no, your listen, man. We we cannot say it is go time. It now is time. It's go time. That's it. I mean, uh, we cannot sit back on our couch and sit there and watch you know this all unfold as our nation is literally being stripped away piece by piece. I mean, we have to be out there. And so, even the Bible says, "Faith without works is dead." So we got to be out there. And uh, you know, like I said, there's many different fronts. There's the COVID front. You know, there's the uh, things that are happening in the schools that are very egregious. There's the election integrity front. I mean, which one do you want to pick? Afghanistan and uh, you know, up to upwards of fifteen thousand Americans that are stranded right now, which could be the biggest hostage situation in our nation's history unless this is handled right. It's a very, very delicate situation right now. So you know, there's all different types of egregious things that are happening at once. But it's high time the people of God, the patriots, the church, we stand up and we, you know, there's been talk for years. And you know this, Matt, about this silent majority. Well, you know, we can't be the silent majority. We need to be out there. And if we get out there and actually stand up, and what I mean is, you know, people say every day, well, Todd, what can I do? I mean, there's so many different things you could do. You know, I would advise everybody pray, you know, ask the Lord what you can do. But listen, there's, I mean, there's people right here. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, just recently that went to the local school board meeting and raised, you know, H-E-L-L. And you know what? Started pushing back against the mass mandates, started pushing back, and they got in these people's faces. Now, of course, I would never uh, say get violent, but, you know, we've got to be a voice. We've got to be out there standing, speaking, getting in their face, making it uncomfortable for them. Uh, because, you know what, they're, 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 this is like a small minority of people that are pushing this ridiculous, I mean, just taking away one freedom after another. And it, it, we can't allow it, Matt. We have to push back. A hundred percent. You know, and of course, we're live right now on all of our platforms. And a new one I got to mention is Patriot TV. I want to get you over there as well. Yeah. Uh, Patriot TV is it's Patriot TV live, but it, they have their own servers and they cannot be taken down. Ah, and good. so uh, that's owned by several uh you know, folks that I want to introduce you to, uh, you know, we'll talk off the record on that, yep. but uh, phenomenal. They, you know, they've got, of course, uh, you know, Eric Matheny's got his show, Bob and Eric Save America over there. I, I'm over there as well. Craig Sawyer, Navy SEAL, Vets for Child Rescue. There's a whole slew of of uh, folks that have went over there because we're honestly just tired of, you know, yep. every time I turn around on YouTube, I've got another strike and I don't know why. Uh, Twitter, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it's crazy, well, man. Periscope, I'll watch the numbers. We'll go from having a thousand live watching and it'll drop to like 200 back up to 1,000, drop to 200. Uh, that's simply nothing more than them censoring the broadcast. I mean, that's yep. all it is. So, uh, but yeah, we're on Patriot TV. We just started that about uh, three weeks ago. So we're honored to be there. Got to give, give that shout out that, you know, to, to nice, a nice new platform that allows us to have free speech. But yeah. you're absolutely right. We've got to get out. We've got to fight. fight. And, and I always encourage conservatives too, to be everywhere. If yes. you go to my, our website at Faith and Freedoms, you know, uh, you'll see a huge lettering that says be everywhere on the main page of the site because, you know, everyone says, well, which platform is better? Right. Uh, we're being censored everywhere. I don't care if you're on Gitter. I don't care if you're on Gab. I don't care if you're on Mayway, Facebook, Twitter, CloudHub. It doesn't matter. But if you don't want to be censored as a conservative, you had better start investing in being everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Todd's going to probably laugh at this. I get this all the time from, from folks. They go, I just don't have time for that. Yeah. My response yeah. is, can you imagine if our founders had said, you know, I just don't have time to put that kind of effort in, Todd. I, yeah. I don't have that time to put that kind of effort in. You know, I'm, I'm busy. You know, uh, you know, uh, Missy's got, you know, softball practice and, you know, and, 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 you know, Bob's got football practice. Folks, we all have responsibilities. We all have children. But if folks don't start standing up, we are going to lose everything in this country. That's and, right. And it's, it's a concern, you know. 
we're at that pivotal crossroads right now, man. And the thing is, is that we can't be apathetic. We can't be complacent. And to your point, I mean, I think that's the thing is that patriots, Christians, people of God, you know, we, we tend to have, you know, families and soccer practice and church and, you know, just getting there is hard, right? Sometimes, especially when we have kids. But the thing is, is, is that we don't have a choice because this is coming to our doorstep. It's here. It's already here. If they're, listen, they're censoring pastors in the United States of America. You mentioned the First Amendment. I mean, listen, I don't say anything that's that crazy, man. Honestly, I'm just speaking the word of God, truth, facts. You know, I mean, everything that we put out, we fact check and fact check again and fact check again because we, we already know that they're going to come against us and say, oh, this isn't true, whatever. Where's your links, whatever. So, listen, we always vet our, you know, we go to the source and, and, and we check out the source documents. We check out the websites. We check out, you know, so when we put it out there, but even Matt, when we put that information out, it's at the point now where you can't even share the truth. They will censor you. Right. So we have to be uh, on these other platforms because we cannot let our voices be silenced. That's what they want to do. That, that's exactly what they want to do. And, and it's and it's alarming. Um, you know, a lot of us don't you know, we you know, we don't have producers all the time. We don't have uh, staff. I mean, I think a lot of folks see, you know, folks with big followings and they think, oh, they've got assistants. They've got right. staff. They've got all that. Uh, you would be surprised. I've got you know, it looks like a, a cockpit of a plane in my office with as many monitors as I have. And, you know, it literally, if, if, you know, we put a new article on the DC Patriot and I'm blessed to have some great folks like, you know, Mindy Robinson and others who are, uh, you know, who are writing, you know, uh, for our site. Uh, But, you know, I'm literally sharing that to 30 platforms every time a new article comes up. I'm doing that manually. Uh, And so are many other people that are influencers out there. So, uh, you know, and and the same thing for you with your staff and, and, you know, and with your, what you're doing. And, and when we travel, it makes it even worse. That's right. You know, you can't get the content out when we're on the road or we're on stage, we're speaking. And we love doing that. We, you know, we wouldn't trade that for anything. But, but folks, the time for people to stand and rise up is now. Uh, the, the time to, uh, to be silent is no more. We heard, you know, we heard the silent majority during Ronald Reagan. We heard the silent majority during Bush. We, we, they, you know, they tried to put out the silent majority during, uh, you know, the silent majority, you know, during um, the Trump administration in, in 2015. Right you know, 2016, you know, we heard, oh, well, the silent majority is going to come through. Well, all we heard in, in, in late 2019 and all of 2020, we were, you know, people like you and I were out there, we were voicing our concerns and we were going, hey, guys, really concerned about this election. Right. We weren't just concerned about fraud. We were concerned about the election in general because people were complacent. That's right. People were silent. Oh, I'm not putting a Trump sign in my yard. I'm not putting a sticker on my car. I'm afraid. You know, God doesn't give you the spirit of fear and worry. That comes from Satan. And but Christians, we've got to start realizing that, understanding it, and embracing it. Yep. And we don't do that. No. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll let you talk. You, I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're way more. Uh, no, you're, you're spot on what you're saying, brother. And, and, and by the way, I just want to say, man, thank you for the work that you do. Because, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand how much work you're putting in there, man. And you've been doing this for a long time. And so I just wanted to honor you and thank you for the work that you're doing out there. Because it's impacting many people. And this is the thing. See, you answered a call, Matt. That's what, you know, God is calling somebody who's watching this right now. We don't care how many, you know, be a content creator. Get out there. Do as much as you can. The more the merrier. The truth is, is that it, then it diminishes. Right now, there's only, you know, so many voices that are speaking and it makes it easier for them to try to silence us. But the more and more people that are out there waking people up, speaking, 
you know, talking about the truth and, and, and showing people the urgency of this hour that we're in. But you, you said it, you hit it right on the head, Matt, is God has not given us a spirit of fear. And, and a lot of what's going on right now is fear driven, fear based. People are afraid they're going to lose their job. People are afraid they're going to, you know, not have enough money. And I get it. These are legitimate concerns. I totally, totally get it. You know, uh, with, with some of the, you know, I won't say the word, but the V and, you know, people worried about their jobs. And, you know, this is a time we're going to have to really d take a stand. It's, it's, we have to get used to being uncomfortable because yeah. uh this is really a time where it is it's, it's uncomfortable uh we got to get out of our comfort zone you know we're, we're used to listen as americans you know we, we're used to fast food you know getting things quick you know everything's at, at our beck and call um this is very uncomfortable right now this season where we have to face the stark reality of where we're actually at and what is actually trying to happen in our country there there's a communism that is coming in that's encroaching on us daily and, it, and it's taking away our freedoms one by one. And this is reminiscent of, you know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. This is reminiscent of many times in history. And that's why I love histories, because you can learn from history and you can avoid, uh, you know, things that are happening now if you understand historically what, what developed in the past. So this is what we're seeing. We're seeing the playbook, literally, of what's happened several times. I mean, whether it's, you know, Mao Zedong or whether it's Stalin Russia or whether it's Cuba or, you know, I mean, this has happened in many different places around the world, but we're seeing it happen here. And, uh, you know, Nazi Germany. And, and so, you know, there was in Nazi Germany, let's use that as an example, is that many people kind of looked as certain things were happening to different people groups and different things, different laws. And they would say, well, it's just another law or, well, you know, that'll it'll pass or, you know, and more and more until pretty soon they were putting stars on people, you know, Jewish people that were walking around. You know, right. and then, at what point do you cross the point of no return? So I think God is giving us a grace period right now because honestly, our country could have already fallen. Let's just be real, but it's not yet. And I believe that it's the saints of God, the prayers of the righteous, the remnant that's here in America, that's praying, that's standing, that's interceding, that's contending, that's fasting. We're in the middle of the Psalm 64 decree, which we've been fasting now for 21 days. And we're going to continue to fast until September 7th. You know, we believe the Bible says something's only through prayer and fasting. We see an urgency. And it's, you know, like we had, you know, been speaking about already. It's like if we don't do actionable things now, we're going to lose it. So what does the Bible say we can do? Well, we're in a spiritual battle. The battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. When you see these things in the schools where they're trying to tell your kid, you know, what, what gender pronoun to use or, you know, the critical race theory that they're pushing and telling one group is the oppressors and the other group is the oppressed and just, you know, basically stoking the flames of division. All these things are of demonic origin. They're, they're dark. They're evil. And they're, and they're also, by the way, uh, a Marxist agenda. And if you talk right. about these things, forget about it. You're, you're considered a, a radical. But you know what? Jesus was a radical. Noah was a radical. The Apostle Paul was a radical. And so Amen. we're in good company. We're in good company. But, you know, when, when Paul went to a region, there was times he was kicked out. He was thrown in prison. But the Bible says he went boldly. He went boldly. And so I call it lions and generals. God is looking for lions and generals. If you go to a church where your, your pastor is still talking like it's 1991, he doesn't have an urgency or she doesn't have an urgency, and there's like you know no concern as Rome is burning around them, then that's a major problem. We need to be behind generals. We need to be you know people that are leaders that are leading us in this battle that, again, is not against flesh and blood, but what are the tools? What has God told us to do? He's given us a roadmap of how we can win this in the Word of God, but there are certain tools that we have to exercise, Matt. No, I 100% agree with you, and, and I'm, I'm sharing our show around the masses here while you and I are talking. Also, 
some breaking news, which, you know, it, it's scary news when you think about things you just talked about, right? Yes. Um, so Owen Schroyer of InfoWars has just announced that the FBI has issued an arrest warrant for him for January 6th. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Uh, the FBI has issued an arrest warrant for popular political commentator Owen Schroyer in conjunction with allegations stemming from Capitol Riot on January 6th. He's ordered to turn himself in by Monday morning and will plead innocent regarding the charges he says are not valid. I uh, got a screenshot from my good friend Elijah Schaefer from The Blaze here of the charges. It says, on February 25th, 2020, Schroyer entered into a community service deferred prosecution agreement, DPA. Pursuant to DPA, Schroyer agreed to abide by certain standard and special conditions during a four-month deferment period as in, uh, enumerated in the agreement. Uh, as part of the DPA condition, Schroyer agreed not to violate any laws and to perform 32 hours of verified community service. Due to the nature of the offense, the DPA included the following special conditions for Schroyer. Uh, the defendant agreed not to utter loud, threatening, and abusive language or to engage in any disorderly or disruptive conduct at any place upon the United States Capitol grounds or within any of the Capitol buildings with intent to impede, disrupt, or disturb. So he, so it sounds like something that happened, folks, just so you know, and I'll, I'll continue reading this And while I've got Pastor Todd on here. Sounds like he had something that happened which, which if, you, if you all remember, he was arrested in the Senate because it, you remember when they were basically not allowing, uh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was the masks in the Senate, if you all remember right. that going back. Yeah. And Schroyer kind of staged a protest, which you should be allowed to do. I think we have a lot of people that don't seem to understand that those are our capitals. You yeah. know, those are our grounds. That is the people's hallways, the people's house. Um, and unfortunately, they have people that are ruling this thing like an iron fist. But it, he, it sounds like he was already in, you know, because of that situation, he had agreed to not do certain things. Uh, and then it says, uh, or disturb the orderly conduct of any session of the Congress or either house thereof or the orderly conduct within any such building of any hearing before or any deliberations of any committee or subcommittee of the Congress or either house thereof. The defendant agrees not to parade, demonstrate, or picket within any of the Capitol buildings. Now think about that for a second, you know, Pastor. What would give the U.S. government the authority to keep anyone from actually using their First Amendment rights? This is what we're talking about. It's everything that you have said so passionately so far on this program. This is what you and I are so upset about. Yeah. And so many conservatives and Christians, you know, we, can, we might as well just go, we'll go right into it. Um, you know, you and I talk about this all the time. Everyone wants to blame the left. And I'm not saying that the left isn't a problem, you know, but my problem with the left is, look, I know where they stand. They boo God at their convention. They're pro-abortion. Uh, they, they can't stand capitalism. They hate America as a whole. You know, they would love to see this nation fail. But at the end of the day, I know where they stand. I know what they stand for. It kind of is what it is, as they say. My issue is the silence and the complicity of Christians and conservatives in this country over the last two decades, maybe three decades, and then you throw in the liberal teachers unions to boot. We have literally... Uh, given this country away almost to socialism. We're, we're literally on a razor thin edge right now. And I don't understand. I don't think that people understand how close we are to losing this country. Do you? No, that, I think that's the issue is I think people think this is going to go away or, you know, let somebody else fight the battle. You know, I love guys like Mike Lindell, you know, uh, President Trump. You know, we, we all love President Trump. You know, people have looked to certain people and say, well, they're, they're fighting or they're going to fight the battle. And honestly, Matt, I had an epiphany the other day. I really felt like the Lord was speaking to me, but he just said, tell the people, you know, we got to fight this battle. Like, this is our battle. We got to get in this, man. That We got to right. stop waiting yeah. for somebody else 
And this is where, you know, you mentioned the pastors and the churches and different, you know, this is where I'm talking about the lions and generals. Like, I, look, I can't support a ministry. I can't get in a church anymore that's been closed for nine months. You know what I'm saying? I can't look at that right. pastor and say, you're going to lead me, you know, where I need to go spiritually when you're not even like, you're not even open, you know, and, and, right. and it's, right. it's probably going to get worse. Let, let's, let's, you know, be honest here. At least it's going to get worse before it gets better here. Right. And so we're, we're really going in. We're, this is time to suit up. This is time to put on the armor of God. We're, we're literally going onto the beaches of Normandy right now. But we have, this is our generation's moment. We have to take a stand. Uh, you know, some of those things that you read about Owen Schroyer, that, that is absolutely unbelievable to think that that's happening in America. I mean, where, where is his First Amendment rights? You know, some of these people, uh, January 6th, and, you know, they're, they're being held. You know, I've heard reports where they're not getting a speedy trial, uh, right. where they're just being held. I mean, you know, we have the right to a speedy trial. Um, so, you know, it seems like certain things that we've um, kind of taken for granted as our rights as Americans are just being thrown out the window. And the sad thing is that the people are not outraged about it because I'll tell you, when the people start getting outraged, you know, I've spoke to many people in Congress. I know you have as well. You know, I've seen sure. a lot of elected officials over the years and they can tell when there's an issue that the people are upset about because you better believe their phones, their emails are clogged and they hear from a lot of people and they say, okay, I'm going to have to do something here. Right? So this right. is what we, you know, if, if you're, you know, some people say I'm retired, I can't get out. I have certain issues, you know, that I can't leave the house. Okay. I get it, but we can be making the phone calls, the emails, you know, we can, uh, the corporations are also pushing ridiculous things. We can be calling the corporations, making complaints. We could change our shopping habits. I mean, there's so many things that this community can do because as we've mentioned so many times, we are the majority. And if we start really, uh, you know, making these changes in our lifestyle, you know, standing up, getting out there. I tell people, take 10 people from your church or your family and go to the, you know, the city council meeting, go to the school board meeting, take 10 people with you. If you, if every person did that, my goodness, these people wouldn't know what hit them, you know? And, and so this is the thing is, they would is have no clue. No they'd people. have no clue. I mean, they'd be totally shocked. They, 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 you know, some of the guys that this has happened to, they started going to virtual meetings because they didn't know what to do, you know. But, but that's the right, kind right. of pressure, Matt. This is what we got to do: is we got to apply pressure, uh, and we have the ability to do this, and we can do it in a nonviolent manner. But we have to, we have to mount a, a counteroffensive. And I'm going to tell you, we've got to stop being reactive. We've got to learn to be proactive. We've got to get ahead of things. We already see where this is headed right now with the masks and the mandates. Listen, guys, it's time to start raising your voice right now about this because we've already seen what's coming down the pike, and we will not comply. I'm sorry, we'll not. I'm not. No. We're not closing churches down again. You know what I'm saying? No, no we're not closing churches down again. Uh, we're not you're not going to force vaccinate our children like they're doing in Australia, where they've got 24,000 children now. They're going to be bust into stadiums. The parents aren't even allowed to be there. Yep. But, you know, trust the Australian you know, government. Your children will be fine. They've got lots of young officers who are going to take care of your children in that stadium. It's 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 coming to America because people refuse to want to fight this thing. Another thing, I brought this up. Uh, I think you know who Eric uh, Metaxas is, right? Yeah, 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 of course. And so um, I brought this up about a month ago, and he retweeted it, and it kind of went kind of bonkers. But it's another thing. You really want to hurt the, the globalists to an extent, start using cash. Yeah. Start using cash everywhere you go. I'm not, you know, I'm not an overly wealthy guy, but stop using those debit cards. Stop using those credit cards. Go to the bank. It's the same thing. Go to your bank, and instead of using the 300 bucks you're going to use this weekend for your entertainment on a card, pull out cash. 
Because what happens when you slow down their lines a little because they've got to make change? Right. What happens when they have to process deposits just a little bit longer? You know, I'm telling you, that is a way you want to control the narrative. There's ways to do it in this country. Simple things like going back to a cash society. They want it, They want this thing to go to that global, uh, down, you know, down the path of, uh, yeah. of all one currency. We that's know right. where that's at. I'm not going to get into like Revelations 13 and stuff like yeah. that right now. Yeah. But, but you know where I'm going with this. I think the real the real key for Christians and conservatives, start using cash. Let's slow things down a little bit. Let's put things back on our terms. And, and our, you know, you got to pay rent or a mortgage. Guess what, folks? You can go get a cashier's check or a yeah. money order. It's worth that extra five or ten minutes. That's right. I mean, yeah. it is. And make them process it. Make these people work. Uh, my dad always says, you know, you talk about Walmart, some of these places having self-checkout lines. My dad is 72 years old. He goes, look, I don't work for these guys. He always yeah. stands in the line that make that has a cashier, yes. even if it takes him 45 minutes. Yes. And, if, and guess what? It, you you want to bring these big global corporations that are – and the reason why I bring all this up, Pastor, is because no, the Walmarts, good. the Amazons, the Tysons, yep. they are controlling your politicians. Make That's no right. Corporate America is running this country. That's right. If your if, if Walmart says jump, Chuck Schumer says how high. If Amazon says jump, Mitch McConnell says how high, and they're all in it together. Look at Jim Jordan's ties to to, to Google, yeah. and the donations his campaigns receive. And I like Jim, and I think he'd make a great Speaker of the House. But to say that none of these folks are somewhat complacent or compliant to these corporations would be blasphemy because they absolutely are. So think about this. What would that do to a corporation like Walmart that's got, you know, two million employees? They're forced vaccinating their employees, by the way. We have a medical freedom rally Sunday that I'll be attending at 6 p.m. at the Walmart home office. We're expecting uh, I, I think we'll have close to 10,000 there. That's our goal, um, because they are basically you're, if you're a Walmart employee, regardless of your status, uh, you have until October 4th to be vaccinated or you're terminated. They employ two million people in America. Think about that. Now, I don't know that they're doing it at the store level, but the home office still employs tens of thousands of people. So, um, but just think if instead of going to these self-checkout lines, and I'm sure Kroger has them. I don't know, uh, you know, oh, yeah. uh, you're, you're in Tennessee, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. Sure, you know, wait a minute if it's got Winn-Dixie. Yeah, got them. Winn-Dixie, Kroger, Publix. There's who knows what you guys have. We're <laughs> unfortunately, I'm, I'm in Walmart hell here, so I'm stuck. But you know, our, our produce is terrible. It's a whole other issue, but. Just think if everyone went to the one line with a cashier yeah. and the manager said, you know, self-checkout's over here. And every conservative and American Christian went, no, I'm good. That's right. Just for a week. What would that do to these people? They've got to start hiring cashiers. Yeah. You bring these people to their knees like that. This That's is a right. simple solution I'm offering. No. But if we're not willing to make these steps... How do we make change? And I'll yield back and, and, and give you your time back here that I took. No, no, man, you're, you're saying some good stuff, brother. I mean, this is it. You know, we, we encourage, so we have a, a coffee shop that's in our town. You know, I have about 22 right around the house that are small businesses, okay? And then there's Starbucks. You know, when I started learning that Starbucks was, you know, you know, supporting Planned Parenthood and all these anti-Christian, anti-God things, I said, well, I'm not going to buy my, you know, my, my Starbucks. I used to drink two Starbucks a day sometimes, right? right, right. I stopped shopping there, man. So then, I, you know, I go local, local businesses. We found a local guy that sells great produce and meat, you know, it, it, when you can shop local, you know, and. And that's one way to do it. But we got to make see the problem with our community is, is that we we boycott for a very short period of time and then we forget about it. 
you know, yeah. and, and we need to make some real lifestyle changes. We need to get out uh, of this, you know, Babylon system. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We got to make our own yeah. ecosystem here. And this is what's happening now with the free speech platforms. You're seeing more and more. You mentioned a lot of them earlier, you know, starting to develop and that's it. So we got to get on those platforms. I know a lot of people say, I don't want to get off Facebook because, and you know, you could stay on there until they kick you off, but they're probably going to sure. kick us all off one of these days. But the thing is, is we got to diversify. We got to go into our own ecosystem, you know, support uh, patriot companies, support, you know, people that are giving alternatives. And sometimes it's a little, you know, out of our comfort zone again, and it, we might feel a little inconvenienced, but for their bigger picture, Matt, this is what we have to do. And, uh, and so you, you nailed it, man. And, you know, they're looking at all these things. I used to I used to work for the corporations until I finally got out. I was telling you my story earlier. But, man, I'm going to tell you, they track business. They track numbers. They know trends. You better believe it. These executives are sitting there looking at trends and business and numbers. When they start seeing something affecting the bottom line, they shift. They say, what happened? You know, what's going on? What's different? And so this is what we need to do. We need to get organized and we need to push back because these corporations are multinational. And like you said, they got deep pockets. You know, don't don't. I mean, if you start talking about some of them, they'll send lawyers after you. I'm telling you, I've felt I've dealt with this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I know what you mean by that. <laughs> right. I, you know, I'm out there saying that. The mainstream corporate media are the modern day prophets of Baal. I told Christians, don't listen to get out from them. You know, don't listen to their nonsense. They're telling lies. They're telling propaganda. They're spreading fear and indoctrination. You know, it's funny because I don't listen to the mainstream corporate media. Now, obviously, I have to in some aspects just for my job and just to be up on certain things, know what's going on like you, Matt. But, you know, uh, I'll tell you, I go to the supermarket and I see all of a sudden people are starting to wear masks again out here in Tennessee. I'm right. like, oh, what's yeah. going on? Well, you know what? They must be listening to the prophets of Baal because I'm not listening to them. I don't know what's going on when it comes to what they're saying, but I know they're spreading that fear again about the variants and this and that because you can see the people and uh, all of a sudden the supply chain's being disrupted again. We're seeing some of the, you know, the toilet paper and all that stuff, you know, starting to get out again out here. So I'm like, oh, what, what's going on? You know, people are listening to the prophets of Baal. We've got to stop listening to them. We got to listen to voices of truth like Matt, you know, and people that are sharing the truth. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's that's the real key right there, Todd. It's just basically um, look at who is out in this movement that is not uh, taking a stand. You know, there are a lot, I call them the conservative cool kids club. And I don't mean any disrespect when I say that, but you're going to notice that a lot of these same guys that are on Fox News aren't going to be standing on a, on a stage or on a street corner with guys like you and I or Pastor nope. Locke or Gibson or, nope. or, or a Craig Sawyer or whoever, you know, whoever we're rolling with that day, a Robbie Starbuck. None of those guys, you know, I've been on this corner with a lot of these guys, Scott Pressler, you know, um, I spent time in Georgia, you know, because Scott and I were basically trying to make sure that they, uh, we didn't lose the Senate. Unfortunately, a certain group had already pushed enough propaganda that we lost the Senate in Georgia uh, as bad as, you know, Kelly Loeffler and, and David Perdue were, you know, we, we still didn't want to lose the Senate to the Democrats because you're seeing basically what they have right now, which is a supermajority. So that's that's what we were trying to avoid. And, and all of this matters because, you know, you've got to follow people that are leaders. We need leaders in this movement. We need leaders to step up. That's what I think we're lacking most. The one number one question I get asked when I post something out there and I post a lot of things you know, honestly, I'm just trying to get people to think for themselves. Right. I already know the answer. I, I, you know, you'll get a few uh, sarcastic tones, but a lot of it for me, I'm wanting people to think. You know, I want you to think. I want you to use your brain. I want you to think. What do I mean by that? Sometimes it may be cryptic, but it's not intentional. I want you to think. It's really a simple answer. Yes. And, um, and I think that's the real kicker with all of this is we've got to figure out a way 
to get leaders in this movement that are going to actually lead with conviction, lead with God first, and they're going to fight for God, going to fight for their yes. country, going to fight for their families. Right. Uh, and, and you might want to reverse that and just go, you know, God, family, country at this point, you know, and, yep. and because that's kind of where we're at as a nation. And, and I don't see that happening. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know when the proverbial, you know, what hits the fan, I'll be there. I know you'll be there. I know the ones who will be there. And there right. may be two dozen of us, maybe. Uh, and, and what really concerns me, and I don't think I'm wrong by saying this. You can, you know, we're friends. You can correct me. <laughs> I really believe if we have 1% of conservatives that truly get what's happening in this country, we're lucky right now because yeah. it's just not registering. You know, no, I hear people right. going, Matt, Todd, I'm not wearing a mask. And I walk in somewhere and I'm the only one without a mask. Yep. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, so I'm going, man, I some of these conservatives, you're either lying to me on social media or, <laughs> or you're in a rare unicorn part of the country that I don't see you. But people are conforming. They yes. are literally, they are literally just bowing, uh, you know, to to the tyrants in D.C. And, and we've got to rise, folks. We've got to stand. And someone, you know, Sandra says, I'll throw her a comment up here. But you know, Sandra says, you know, yes, turn off the TV. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, it's amazing if you if you turn that TV off, how your life changes. Yep. Uh, anyone that tells you not to go for a walk outside, which by the way, ninety five percent of the country bought that crap, Todd, for what? <laughs> an entire year yep. and part of this year people were like oh you know the cdc says we shouldn't go to parks what don't <laughs> what don't encourages lack of exercise for your <laughs> health i mean and, and and for 18 months the majority of the country bought this nonsense that's right the, and and conservatives can't say that they did not buy into it because if you look at the vaccine numbers 30 40 percent of conservatives may be higher Conservatives may actually be more vaxxed than liberals at this point. That's actually a fact. We're looking at numbers right now. We're seeing numbers come out. Uh, only 30%, I think, are actually fully vaxxed, but about 70% have it. will have one of the shots. Um, we know who's spreading this thing. I'm not going to go into that. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty, to me, it's pretty common sense. The That's more right. vaccines you hand out, the more the cases spike. Um, you know, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out, but where do we get leaders at? You know, this is what you've done. You know, I mean, you pastored a church for, uh, you know, almost two decades. Yep. You, you know, you've been around the country speaking the last few years along with me and others. You know, I know you're a leader. I feel like I'm a leader. People keep telling me I am. I don't really Absolutely. get that. But I mean, I, I'm working hard <laughs> towards that. God's molding me. You're a leader, my friend. But you and I can't do it all. No. And, and, and others, you know, Pastor Locke is a leader, Pastor Gibson, Pastor Burns, uh, Dave Scarlett over his glory. You know, yeah. there's some great ministers out there uh, who are leaders yeah. uh, in this country. Where do we get them from? Where, where do they? How do we, we have to build them up and mold them? Do we have time? Man, you know, that's such a good question because God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called, you know. And so the whole thing is, is like for me, I mean, a very, very short version of a long story. But when I was 22, which was half my life ago, I'm 44 now. I was stabbed nine times, one in the heart. I don't know if you know that. And no. uh, I, I almost died, man. On the way to the hospital, I had an encounter with the Lord. I went in the presence of God. And it was the craziest thing, man. I mean, I can't deny it. I know God is real because I literally went in his presence. I didn't see him, but, you know, I went to tunnel vision and then it was white. And I heard the voice of the Lord. And the Lord said, do you want to live or do you want to die? I said, I want to live. He says, well, if you live, you got to tell the people that I'm real. You know, you got to be on fire for me for the rest of your life. I said, yes, Lord. And, you know, I, I, I equate it to Isaiah chapter six. And again, that's a very short version of a much longer story. But Isaiah chapter six, you know, I, the prophet Isaiah was in the presence of God. 
and he he said, "I saw the Lord seated on the on the throne, and the train of His robe filled the temple." And when you when you experience the glory and the presence of God, meaning you've had an encounter with the Lord, all all Isaiah could do is say, "Send me, I'll go." That was it. Send me, I'll go. When I had that stabbing incident, I went in the presence of God. I had a Damascus Road encounter. All I could do, because I know God is real, is say, send me, I'll go. Now, why am I preaching this right now? Because there's people that might be listening, and you're good people, and you're patriots, and you love God, but but we haven't yet said, I'll go. And this is what God is asking us. See, once we show up, what happens is the anointing comes upon us. The anointing of the Lord. He's the one that opens the doors. He's the one that makes a way. Listen, half, 99% of the things that I've gotten the privilege and honor to do, stages I've gotten to stand on, people I've gotten to meet, doors that have been opened, it's because of the Lord. Why? Is it because I'm so special? No. You know, if you knew about my past and my story, you'd say, oh, he's just an ordinary guy. He's just an What's special about him? Nothing. I said, I'll go. And I showed up. And so I would encourage every patriot, every Christian, we got to show up. We got to get out there. Just say, Lord, what can I do? to be about your business today? How can I be effective? Give me a vision, give me a strategy, and that's it, and start organizing and just you know, allow the Lord to lead you. There's so many patriots that I've met around the country, I know you have as well, Matt, that have done extraordinary things that they could have never done, but they just simply said, send me, I'll go, and they showed up, and the Lord anointed them, and the Bible says it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. We have bondage in our country. We need to break the yoke of bondage. What are we going to do? We're going to show up and the anointing of God. Here's another concept, and, and, and then I'll give it back to you. But, you know, if you spend time in the secret place, because we're hearing negativity, hate, all this awful stuff. I mean, I get attacked by so many people. I know you get attacked probably by more people. You know, we're constantly having, but here's the thing. How do I keep the energy? How do I keep the stick to itiveness? How do I keep going every day? Because I've learned to spend time in what I call the secret place. You can read it in Psalm 91. Fill, fill up. Spend time in prayer, spend time in worship, and then you go back out and you do it again. You're empowered and strengthened by the Lord. He gives you the strength, and that's how we're going to do this, Matt. So it's not even about being this like perfect person or this perfect leader. It's about showing up. A hundred percent. I mean, and that showing up is half the battle. That's right. You know, I mean, like you know, great football coaches like Vince Lombardi have always said, you know, just stepping on the the field is half the battle. Yes. Having the courage to step in there and and be a part of it you know, is half the battle. Yes. And, and I really feel like that's that's where we're at because people are lacking courage. Uh, we're lacking leaders. It's a combination of the two, I guess you could say. But my goodness, we have got to figure out a way, um, you know, a, a way to, you know, to possibly turn the tide in this thing. And I don't, I don't, I don't have all the answers. Um, but I do know that the, the more that I see people um, just kind of cower to these things, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna address it. I mean, I've already addressed it publicly a couple of times on all my platforms today. Might as well talk about it too, get it out there verbally. You know, I used to go to a church called Cross Church, and um, you know, it's one of the biggest churches in the country. Uh, Ronnie Floyd, you know, started it. He's now the president of the Southern Baptist. Uh, you know, I, I, I like Ronnie, so it has nothing to do with Ronnie. I don't want to I don't want to bash you. I think I believe he's a true man of God. I believe he loves right. Jesus. I believe he's led a lot of people to Christ. But I was stunned when I started seeing paid advertisements from cross church, which is where I'm at locally, you know, I mean, they've got, you know, their churches seat tens of thousands, um, advocating for, for the jab, mm. you know, encouraging people to get this. And I mean, and we're seeing a lot of pastors say this too, yep. you know, yep. which is, <laughs> I have seen pastors on the pulpit 
say that Jesus would have gotten the vaccine. I'm telling you, man, this has been my battle for the last 24 hours. Is that people are, you know, I put a post up and I was like, you know, Jesus would not get the vax. I mean, look, right. Jesus is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Why would he need, he is, he is the medicine. Come on, you know. Right. I'm just shocked, man, by all the Christians. I'm shocked by the people that are, that are fighting me on this, Matt. It's almost unbelievable, you know. Well, and, and they're fighting, you know, and, and, you know, and I decided to join your battle because I'm a big dumb animal. And I was like, you know, I'm going to hop in and help Todd out. You know, I, I can't let him swing alone in this thing. I'll get in there and swing with him, you know. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I'm, I'm literally shocked because, you know, the, the response that you get, because they don't want to fight us on this, right? They can't debate no. us on it. No. But the response is, well, Matt, I thought you were about it being a choice. That's the response now. It, it's not about that at all, folks. It, I, don't, I don't care what you do. If you're over the age of 18, you know what? Jab yourself full of, of a Capri Sun for all I care. <laughs> I, I don't care, right. you know. You're 18. You can do whatever you want. I don't wish ill upon anyone. Uh, I'll pray for him. You know. You know. God always says. You know. We. we you know. We. Uh, we love the person. We hate the sin. Yes. But the, the the kicker to me is that churches who are supposed to be preaching the word of God, preaching healing, preaching what Jesus did, preaching right. what we stand for from a from a value standpoint from the Bible, which is the true word of God. Yes. If you're a Christian and you don't believe the Bible is the true word of God, you should probably you know, get some counseling, speak to a pastor because you're not really understanding what that book is. That's right. But if you're really teaching this and you're a pastor, how in the world can you advocate for this thing that's untested, experimental? Um, we're seeing crazy uh, numbers of things out there. Um, in fact, if I go, I don't think I've got my own website up here on one of these screens. Maybe I do. We put this out because, you know, God forbid anyone report the truth, you know, Todd. Right. Um, we put this out early this morning. I think I put it out before um, I took my, my children to school. This is not a, uh, I always love it when universities, especially really good ones, do our work for us as Christian conservatives. Yep. Oxford University. Um, you would say that's a prestigious school, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. They came out now with a new breakthrough study that says fully vaccinated people with breakthrough COVID Delta infections carry as much virus as the unvaccinated. Yeah. That's from Oxford, folks. That's not this isn't a this isn't Breitbart. This isn't Fox News. That is from a study just finished up from Oxford University. In this study, they the scientists found that people who contact the Delta variant of, of COVID-19 after being fully vaccinated carry a similar amount of the coronavirus as those who catch the disease who have not been inoculated. Right. Uh, researchers also stress, of course, they, you know, they come in, well, vaccination still offers good protection against catching the disease. Well, it can't be offering that good because it shows that the, that the, uh, that the vaccine is only 39% effective against stopping the Delta variant. I mean, when you think of the side effects of this thing, 39% is not great odds. No. Uh, no. but by any means, but the, you know, this is, you know, this is literally from Oxford. It came out yesterday. I was shocked that CBS News actually covered this. I was proud of them. I even gave them a shout out because I'm one of those people. I feel like we have to give kudos where they're due. Right. Uh, you know, we can't just continue. If, even if they're a liberal outlet, if they put out something truthful, give them a shout out. Yeah. Because they're not going to continue to do that if everyone just keeps hating on them and bashing them. 
That's right. Uh, so that was a, that was took a lot of courage, I think, for CBS News to put this story out. You gotta, uh, sometimes, you know, forgive me if I if I don't trust, you know, CBS. But, you know, I start thinking I start thinking, like, is this because they're pushing for the booster that's about to come? I mean, they're, you know, it's like, what are they building? Are they building another narrative? But I, there was another study out of Israel that also said a very similar results. And you're right. You know, and, and, and normal vaccines, I, I think they're like, an, you know, 94, 95 percent effectiveness, you know. So this is way down. It's like 54 percent. They're, they're talking about the breakthrough. And, you know, my question, too, Matt, is what happened to the good old flu? What happened to the regular cold? I mean, it seems like, you know, anybody that everybody's yes. got COVID now, you know. So, yeah, inquiring it's, minds want to know. It's really strange, you know, that, uh, you know, that, you know, all these geniuses didn't realize that a mask for all these years could have gotten rid of the flu. Right, exactly. It's, it's bizarre. I'm still looking I mean, for the peer-reviewed study because, you know, again, I like the source documents. You know, you show me facts, a peer-reviewed study. Uh, you know what? You and I were talking about this earlier, but, you know, if, if everybody's walking around with an N N95, at least there would be, like, some, you know, argument there. But most right. people are walking around with, like, you know, a shirt that they ripped up or, you know, some cloth. <laughs> I mean, like, what yeah. in the world does that do? Yeah. I just don't, you know, let's just be logical here. What does it do, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's like, you know, I – that was kind of my thing. If you're going to make me put something over my face on an airplane, uh, I would use the neck gaiter. So at least I look somewhat cool. Right. <laughs> uh, now they, you know, and I truly believe that the flight attendants banned, I want that they wanted the neck gaiters banned because they couldn't also look cool. Yeah. Uh, the only logical explanation of banning a neck gaiter, but letting uh, a mask that couldn't stop something that came out of your derriere. And so, <laughs> I mean, it's all, you know, if you can smell it, folks, you, you, you can catch it. And then they've, they've even got studies now that shows that, you know, what do we call it? Flatulence actually spreads the virus. So it's like, um, what are we doing here, Todd? I mean, as, as a, I mean, are we, I mean, you're not allowed to think anymore for yourself, right? You know, I, I really hate to say it, but I think there's a bigger picture. There's a, a greater agenda. It really doesn't even have anything to do with this. Uh, you know, if we talk about it, like you said, they'll probably pull down the the, the, the broadcast, but you know, the, the, you know, the great reset, different things that they're working on right now. It's a bigger agenda, you know, read, read Klaus Schwab's writings, you know, very interesting, you know, uh, they, they put it right out there for us, you know? And so I, I think they're pushing us in a direction and that's why there's such an urgency because you know, we, you and I, we study this type of thing and we know the, you know, the greater picture. I think some people, and again, I'm not talking down to anybody cause we all, you know, we're all trying to figure this out together. But what I'm saying is, is that like, you know, as you go deeper down this rabbit hole, you start seeing these dots are really kind of interconnecting. You know, there's some very brilliant people that have tried to articulate this whole thing, but it's like almost so unbelievable when, when they lay it all out, you know, because yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, but this is global and it's a global enc encroachment of our rights. The good news is in America, it's harder to break down our system because of the state's rights and because of the way that the constitution was written. And that's why they're really trying to accelerate this now. So, that, you know, we have this very opportune moment to push back, but, but as you've said many times, I mean, if we don't do it soon, that's it. We're going to lose our opportunity. No, I mean, and don't get me wrong. What's happening in Afghanistan is tragic. Yeah. Um, no one's going to dispute that. I mean, we've, we've all been trying to help over there. But are we losing focus of what we're about to lose at home right now? Uh, you know, I, I, I love to see the fight in Americans trying to help others. That's what makes America the greatest country, you know, in the world or are on the face of the earth or probably in history, right? Yes, yes. But there's a but coming here. I've always got a caveat when I'm going to do this. But where are these people when it comes to the rights that their own children are losing? Yes. Having to wear masks at school. Uh, you know, what is that doing psychologically to children where they can't see facial expressions, where they can't, 
you know, they, they can't, uh, you know, breathe properly at times. Um, I was watching, I was, I was picking my kids up today. I'm literally watching, you know, um, you know, these kids walking out because, you know, you know how it is. They've got the walkers and you got the car riders, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. separate them out. And yeah. I'm watching, you know, these are, these are, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth graders, right? My, I've got a second grader at this school. And here they come, like 50 of them, and they're all wearing masks while walking outside in 95 degree heat. What right. is the per- No virus, folks, is spreading in 95 degree heat. Right. And it's just, I, I just, at some point, logic, I keep thinking, has to kick in for these folks. Uh, at, at some point, it's about control and not about a virus. Oh, yeah. Uh, at some point, I keep thinking the other side is also going to figure this out. But but now I realize it's not the other side. It's both sides. You know, Pastor, it's both sides. Yeah. Because if conservatives would stand up and, and fight for this thing like the liberals do, the liberals are showing up in the in the school boards and outnumbering them because the conservatives are using are scared. Yep. They're using cowardice to not stand. That's right. And and until people get a backbone, I, I don't know how this situation does not get worse. Uh, I put out a tweet today. You know, the, the, the last variant, folks, is communism. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, what, what's your take on that? I mean, what, what, what is it going to take? Is there going to be a wake-up moment? You know, it, it's such a good question what you're asking. I've, I've honestly pondered this, prayed about this quite a bit, man, because this is it. I mean, what you know, what is it going to take? And the, the truth of the matter is America has to understand, you know, that we made a covenant. Our founders made a covenant. This nation was dedicated to the Lord. We've allowed our nation to stray so far. That, that at this point, they're trying to push some, you know, what is it, 36, 46 genders? They're trying to push all these ridiculous things. They <laughs> right, talk right. about trust the science, but then it's like, you know, there's a there's a two chromosomes. That's a male or female. But for whatever reason, they're not trusting the science. But we've allowed this, and, and we always are, you know, we're just sitting there thinking, well, that's not my battle. That's not. And so it, it's going to take us to have this encounter. We've got to come back to our first love, which is Jesus. We've got to come back to the founding father's vision of this nation, which Amen. is unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Why are people trying to still knock down our southern border? I've been to countries all around the world. I've never seen anything like that. You know, why are people still fighting to get in here? I mean, look at Afghanistan. My goodness, those pictures from that runway, it was apocalyptic. It, it reminded me of movies I've seen, and yet this is playing out in real time. People are still fighting to come here because there's still we're still that last bastion of freedom. But the thing is, is that what is it going to take is the question. And the answer is it's it better take us to get up off of our butts. I'm sorry to say, look, you know, whatever. We got to get up and, and stand now. It's We cannot wait another month. We cannot wait another year. We cannot... Like I said, get out of the churches where your pastors are weak. I hate to tell you this as a pastor, you know, but we've got to get behind lions and generals. We've got to be out there in our community making a difference. You know, there's an old saying, all politics is local. You know, if we're allowing our kids to go to these schools and not raising a ruckus when they're wearing these these muzzles on their face, and, and you know, how much bacteria is in this muzzle that they wear all day long, all the sweat, and, you know, they're constructing their breathing, you know, constricting breathing. You know, so there's all different logical things that we can think about here, but we're putting up with it. You know, we can't. We can't put up with this. This is insanity. And so it's going to take us getting out of our comfort zone. I can't say it enough. And, and showing up at these board meetings, showing up at the teachers' conferences, you know, telling the principal how you feel, getting involved in the local board, the school board, letting them know there's there's some bureaucrat that's sitting somewhere, probably a Soros plant that's been placed in there that's running all this stuff. We got to make a ruckus. We got to get out there and say no more. 
because that's it. We can't, we can't allow this. This is insane. These poor kids, listen, as a pastor, I'll tell you, I deal with a lot of counseling things. I talk to couples and marriages and kids and all different things. And I see there's such an uptick, Matt, right now in, in mental Amen. illness, in, in depression, in suicide, in drug use, uh, marriages that are that are having all kinds of issues due to this situation. You know, so many real issues that are happening as a result. It's a cascading effect. And so this is absolutely a critical mass right now. I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it. My emails are flooded. Uh, you know, by the way, if you're somebody that needs a you know medical exemption, or I'm going to put it out there, you know, or you need the information on how to fight some of these mandates, go ahead and email me. Uh, you know, we'll be happy to help you at the Religious Liberty Coalition. That's what we do. But our absolutely. emails are absolutely flooded. Um, you know, and and we're having to get more people involved to help us because you know this is what's happening. But you know what, we consider it a calling. And that's the whole thing is, right. is that, you know, right. my wife will tell you, man, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting to bed some nights, 12 o'clock, you know, we, we, we don't even stop working until nine, 10, you know, 12 o'clock the other night, you know, and then I'm back up in the morning doing it. I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm saying it because we're fighting and, right. and that's what we need. We need fighters. You know, we need people that are willing to get in. What can I do? Get involved with organizations that are making a difference, you know, show up at these, at these different various meetings, you know, talk to your friends and family. I know it's uncomfortable. Listen, I know some people have their spouses that are turning against them, their family members that are turning against them. You know, God is separating the wheat from the chaff. It's a very difficult time as we keep saying, but we've got to stand. We can't capitulate. Uh, you said it earlier, do not be conformed to the things of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That goes back to being in the secret place, being a person of prayer, being equipped and ready for this battle each and every day. One hundred percent. And I also think that, you know, people have to understand, you know, with, you know, nothing happens easily. Nothing happens without great sacrifice. Uh, you know, if you're not willing to sow a seed, is God really going to bless you in your life? Yeah. Uh, and, and sowing a seed can be. You know, not just giving to the church, but it can be giving to others. It can be doing things for others. It can be standing for others. You know, you, you've got to be willing to make those changes and make those stands in order to uh, to make change. And right. In order to coach people and guide people and build them back up. Um, if, if your spouse is against this, it's okay. But you don't have to be. You don't have to cower because of your spouse. If you have family members who don't like your stance, it's okay. You know what? If, if they're going to literally choose... Um, you know, not being in your life over uh, you fighting for the truth, fighting for your country, fighting to put God first in your life. Th this is not a battle. I mean, I don't know about you. I can't speak. For, I can't speak for any of you out there. But the last thing I'm going to do is is when I have to stand there. We're all going to be judged someday. And I, I don't That's like right. to do the hellfire and brimstone messages, but no, you're right. you know, we're all going to be judged someday. The last thing I want to do is have to be stand. You know, is to have to because you don't think the the question is going to come. Why didn't you do more? You know, right. you know, what, what were you scared of? You know, did you not, did you not think I would take care of you? Did you not think that, that I had your back? Yes. What were you, I mean, what were you scared of Christians? Right. And, and I think that's something that we have to understand. Um, you know, if you, and, uh, you know, if you truly have God in your life, if you truly, truly have Christ in your heart, you don't fear these kind of things. That's right. And I encourage you to, you know, if you don't feel that kind of conviction, you don't feel that kind of uh, anointing, that kind of uh, power in you, in yourself, you know, from the Holy Spirit, from God, if you don't feel empowered that you're going to be okay, then I think, you you know, you need to talk to your pastor. You need to talk to uh, someone you trust in ministry. You need to talk to somebody who you, you know, you go to church with. 
but you need to talk to someone because you honestly should feel that way. Yeah. And, you know, I believe a revival is coming to this country. It is. I believe it's going to be a bigger one than we've ever seen in our nation's history. I That's believe right. that has to happen for other events to transpire. We're going to lead a lot of people to Christ. And I believe revival is here. And I believe you're going to start to see it develop and start to see it explode. But at the end of the day, folks, you have to you have to put, you know, you got to put that first foot in there. You've got to take that leap of faith, you know, and, and I think that's that's the real key, right, Pastor? You know, you've got to take that leap of faith, and if you're not willing to take that leap of faith, um, why would why would you know? God doesn't go where He's not celebrated. That's right. You know, God's not gonna. You know, if there's 16 people sitting in a restaurant, and none of them are are excited about God, none of them are worshiping God, none of them are talking about God, praising God, giving Him thanks. You know, he's not going to walk in and bless you with margaritas. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. you know that doesn't happen. Um, no. You know, you know, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't go up to uh, to get your tab and, and, and have it paid for. If if you're not, you know, that doesn't happen to people that aren't. You know, unless God's trying to prove a point to someone. Um, I can tell you a story. I don't, I don't say stuff like this publicly very often, but I literally, um, I was with a good friend, and we were sitting in a place here uh, locally called Mojitos. One of the one of the places I like to go to, and I also go to Fuzzies. I got so many people that I know that are friends that own these type of places. Both great, uh, great Tex-Mex places, right? And 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 Mojitos is probably a lot more authentic. But I'm sitting there, you know, we're just talking, catching up. We've been friends for a while. Went kind of went through kind of the same thing in our marriages. And a man and his wife walk, you know, they're they're walking behind, you know, and we're sitting at the bar. They're walking behind, you know, and he slaps me on the arm. And he says, hey, he said, I just want to let you know, man, I wanted to say thanks for what you're doing for us. Uh, he said, thanks for fighting for Arkansas. He said, I know I know you're really not doing a lot of local stuff, but, man, what you did to get the AG to go after the judge and to fight the school boards, man, we, we, we really appreciate you more, more than you know in this state. And, you know, and he throws a $100 bill down, and I try to give it back, and he's like, no, 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 no. And right. he walks away. And, of course, my buddy, you know, um, you know he's, just a good, he's just a good friend, you know, and he's like, does this happen a lot? And I'm like, no, no, man, it doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, because if this happens every time you go out, we can go out every night to eat. I got places. <laughs> That's funny. You know? And yeah. so I'm like, no, no, Rick, that doesn't happen like that. But but my point is, you know, God will show you these kind of things in signs and, and, and show you those things. Because, you know, just when you're even, you know, you and I hang our heads too. I mean, you know, we they see us yeah. on camera. They see us on stage. They see you on the pulpit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have our ups and downs too. There's times when you're probably walking through the kitchen at 10 PM going, Oh, yeah. I don't want to do this right now. I want to go to sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's when, to me, that's when those things happen. That's and right. so, um, but you know, take that leap of faith. If you don't feel like you have the courage to take the leap of faith, find somebody who you know is taking that step and join them. Yes. Don't do it alone. And then, uh, and, and I'll yield back. What, what, uh, where can they find you at? You know, I mean, you've got you're all over the place. You're traveling. You're speaking. Yeah. Um, obviously, they can find you at uh, Religious Liberty Coalition. But um, give a, give places where people can find uh, you know uh, Pastor Todd on social media. Yeah, you know, I've, it's a great question. Before I say that, man, I just want to say too, if there's certain people out there that you know they really they, maybe they're a senior or they're not able to get out of the house or different things, but they can support someone like you 
financially and undergird your efforts. And so there's always something, you know, if, if, if you can't do anything else at the very least, and this is very important, this is a very important part of this mission is to have people undergirding and come behind you financially. And so, uh, you know, that's another thing that I always like to tell people too, is there's always an option. There's always something you could be an intercessor. You know, there's always something that you can do. Be intercessors are extremely Absolutely. important. You know, we need prayer cover. I mean, this is straight up spiritual warfare every single day. I mean, it's always, it never ceases to amaze me how the enemy finds a new way to try to attack. You know what I'm saying? So, no, absolutely. Well, no, well said. And something else, uh, you know, uh, you, you brought up prayer there. Something else I'm going to throw out there. Um, I, I pray for a lot of pastors. Thank you. You know, and if I'm, if, you know, if, you know uh, and I can tell, I'm just going to throw this out here. I can tell that that doesn't happen a lot. No. Just, just because I, you know, People seem like they're intimidated to pray for pastors. And, uh, you know, I prayed for Pastor Locke when I left a couple of weeks ago over there. You know, I wanted to pray for him and discernment and, and his, you know, he's all over the place. Give, give him wisdom because he's been right about almost everything. And I, But I know he doesn't trust his own discernment at times. I've been friends with him for a while and I wanted to pray for that. Right. But, you know, I was telling Pastor Gibson, the, you know, the, the same thing. And he said, you know, pastors need your prayer probably more than anyone. 100%. And, yeah. and people don't understand that. But, you know, it's okay to, to walk up and, and tell your pastor, hey, pastor, can I pray for you for a minute? No pastor's going to say, no, don't pray for me. No. Um, but they, they do. Need uh, you got to wonder why. You know, and I didn't think of it like this, but, you know, you think that, you know, you think Satan's throwing a lot of things at, at regular at us regular Joes or average Joes. I'll, go, I'll use a dodgeball reference there, right? But uh, think about what they're throwing at your pastor, folks, because this is the guy who's trying to lead you to Christ, he's trying to guide you and mentor you through, uh, you know, uh, hit, you know, through through the Word and, and teaching every Sunday or Wednesday or, you know, like you know, Pastor Todd is a lot like these other guys I mentioned. He's on the road constantly too speaking. So think about if you know what you're getting hit just in your everyday life. What do you think Satan's throwing at a man of God who's out preaching three or four days a week on the road, trying to lead people to Christ? You know what you're getting hit with. Imagine what they're getting hit with. So I want to encourage everyone: pray Thank for you. your pastors out there. Uh, walk up to them, pray for them, put a hand on them and pray for them. Uh, it'll go a long way. And I promise you, they're going to be a little shocked because um, I've noticed the more I've started doing that as I become stronger in my faith that I can just tell when I do that for a pastor, they're they're excited, but they're also like, it, it's yeah. also, happening, you know, they're not Telling used you. to it. You, you hit the nail on the head there, Matt. I mean, I so appreciate prayers and thank you. And, and you know, by the way, when we talk about certain things that are going on in the body of Christ, we're not here to bash the body of Christ. We're not here to bash other pastors or anything. We're having this internal conversation. You know, we're, we're, we're looking and we're saying, what can we do better? And, you know, I listen, I'm admit I, I've in the past, I've been part of the problem, you know, but the Lord has worked on my heart and shown me things. And so this is it. You know, we just got to We got to understand where we're at. We got to We got to be in the perfect will of the Lord, spending time in the secret place, getting direction and vision. And I love what you said about revival it's coming i think it's even here in its infancy stages but we've been seeing some powerful things around the country the lord is moving in miracle signs and wonders he's doing it right now he wants to pour fresh in this nation where the spirit of the lord is there's freedom and if we see a, a powerful move of the, of the lord in this nation and revival there's going to be freedom if we have a continued uh withdrawal uh, from from our faith and from God and taking him out of everything, there's going to be oppression. That's the way it works. It's a spiritual dynamic and it's the truth. And so uh, so thank you for allowing us to have this conversation, Matt. I think it was fruitful and powerful. The Lord has been with us here. And uh, you you can find me at just my name, toddcoconado.com. Some people have a hard time spelling my name. You can even go to pastortodd.org and, uh, and you'll find me. Really, really simple. 
And, uh, no, it's, and, it's uh, easy to spell, folks. It's C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, you know? That's it. Uh, Coconado. Coco and NATO together, and you got it, right? There it is, yeah, my for, friend. For sure. Hey, brother, I, I appreciate you. We will be praying for you. And, uh, you know, I know uh, you and I have a lot of work to do and, and things to do, you know, over the course of the next, uh, you know, few weeks. And, you know, and, and uh, it, it's going to be a work. It's going to be work. And, folks, I want to encourage you to get involved. You yes. can reach out to, you know, Reach out to Pastor Todd. Reach out to myself, and uh, and literally, if, if you have questions, we'll guide you in the right direction on where you can get involved. I promise you, we'll we will do that. Uh, for for Matt Couch, uh, Pastor Todd Coconado, we're going to log off here, guys. God bless, and have a great rest of your weekend.